With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's a Wednesday. It's hour one. It's the NBA Draft Eve. Come on in. Stay a while. Boys are here ready to go. I was just handed tailgate moonshine. Watermelon version. Not available uh, yet, but we'll let you know. And uh, Seton said, I think we need to... uh, taste test this i said well how about we wait until the end of the show again yeah <laughs> oh so let's, we're supposed to wait let's yes. taste test that again yeah, yeah yeah you should put the bottle down oh but we have the tailgate moonshine we'll let you know when that'll be available at danpatrick.com phone number 877-3dp-show email address dp at danpatrick.com twitter handle it dp show stat of the day is always brought to you by panini america those are the official trading cards of the dan patrick show And this hour is brought to you by my plan from Verizon, giving you control over your phone plan. And you only pay for what you need. You get what you want, but only pay for what you need. And we're going to give you control over Marvin's Cookout playlist this week. Go to danpatrick.com right now and vote. And then tune in Friday to hear the winning playlist. Dan Orlovsky from the Mothership. We'll talk some football with him. Are the Jets worth the hype? And if you're the Dallas Cowboys... Should they be going after Dalvin Cook? They lost their great running back. And I thought maybe when Zeke Elliott got released that they would eventually bring him back at a, uh, a lesser salary of, of, you know, a veteran's minimum maybe. And maybe that's a chance. But I would think Dalvin Cook, I'd at least explore that if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. So we'll talk to Dan Orlovsky. He'll join us. And does he think the Buffalo Bills should have a retractable roof with this new stadium. Also, our good buddy Joey Votto, the new and improved first-place Cincinnati Reds. They're on a terror so far. Their uh, a 10-game winning streak is catching a lot of attention in Major League Baseball. They have a 10-game winning streak. The Giants a 9-game winning streak. The Braves a 7-game winning streak. A lot of rumors, NBA draft eve, but we know that Victor Wambayama is going to go number one overall. The odds for who will go number two, according to DraftKings, Scoot Henderson is, uh, I think, going to be up there as your second favorite player. Either him or Brandon Miller. And then that brings us to the Portland Trailblazers. They remain somewhat relevant because of one player, Dame Lillard. But even with his unique talent, they're not making a title run anytime soon. 
and he could be a major contributor to a team that could make a title run. And the Blazers are now at the crossroads. You got the number three pick overall. You got a superstar, but he wants to be surrounded by somebody who can help him right now. I mentioned the uh, whispers out there, the report out there, if you want to call that. I don't know if it'd be in capital letters, but that maybe Portland reaches out to Miami and trades the number three pick overall to get Bam out of bio. Now, Portland's also been mentioned as a destination for Pascal Siakam from Toronto and Zion Williamson. But those additions could help the Blazers improve. Do you want to be known as the GM who traded away Dame Lillard? Do you want to be known as the GM who kept him by trading away the third pick overall? And we don't know which one will get you fired first. Because if that third pick overall becomes a great player, you know, an all-star player, and be like, oh, my gosh, they traded him away. You know, we're, we're very in the moment in sports. Like, what are you going to do for me now? Not down the road. Like, hey, we'll sell our soul. Phoenix has sold their souls. Like, hey, whatever happens four years down the road, we'll worry about that then. This is about winning now. Golden State has been doing that. We want to win now. We have this opportunity. But with Portland, you got the number three pick overall, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson. Is that enough to keep him? But if I'm Portland, I have to choose what is my direction? Can I get a quality player? Bam Adebayo would be great. He's only like 25. Feels like he's 29. Been around for a while. It's like, Bam is 25? And he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's a good player. He plays hard. He plays at both ends of the floor, going into his prime. He, he at least would send the message to Dame, we want to win now. If you draft Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller and you're Dame Lillard, you're like, oh, my God, I'm babysitting again? No, he's going to be 33. That would <laughs> – so he'd be 15 years or 14 years older than Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. Um, hey, Mr. Lillard, could you buy us some beer, please? <laughs> Be at the convenience store. Remember when you go to the convenience store? Oh, yeah. Whether you were waiting for a grown-up to come in who could get you beer, or you were the guy going in as the grown-up? Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I'd be on my 10 speed. There'd be some dude in an IROC with his hair parted down the middle. I'm like, hey, dude. Okay, uh, hey, uh, could you could you give me, a, like, a 40-ounce, please? Me and two of my friends would each chip in five bucks. It says $15. Excuse me, sir. Could you buy us a 30-pack, please? <laughs> Yes, Todd. Did you ever do that as a kid outside a movie theater and there's a movie that you aren't supposed to go to because you're too young and you ask some stranger to pretend he's your uh, creepy uncle or your dad or something? To I'm at a liquor store and you're at a movie theater. Excuse me, sir. Can you pretend you're my creepy uncle, please? Yeah. <laughs> Can you bring me in? I've never someone to do that. <laughs> this R-rated movie. Could you bring me in, please? We used to do that all the time, me and my friends. Like, I want to see that movie, but it's uh, we're too young, so maybe we could just ask this guy. To, like, We're trying to get beers and Todd's trying to see some boobs. <laughs> kind of sad. I missed out on some fun. To be fair, we were all trying to see. Yeah, I was we thinking were. that that beer was going to lead me to that. Right. right. Yeah. Not, not in a movie theater booth, though. Yeah. Eight seven seven three DP show. I think we should stay on. E- this. Email address dp at danpatrick.com Twitter handle at dp show tp. Uh, Seaton, what's the poll question we're going to go with in the first hour of this program? Uh, we might go with one of the topics you were just talking about. Would you rather have? Bam Adebayo or the third overall pick? If I'm Portland? I'll just leave it out there. Whoever. 
Because I do love that today it's like, of course you would take Bam out of bio for the third pick. Like, yeah. why, why wouldn't you do that? But in five years from now, it might be, how in the world did you miss Noah Clowney is right there and you trade Noah Clowney for Bam out of bio? What are you, crazy? <laughs> Once in a lifetime player. Well, Bam Adebayo may still be with you in five years. You would at least have something to show for it if you passed on Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. Uh, you have to. This is what I think Portland would like to happen. Don't know this. I'm just speculating. Does Portland want Dame to be the guy who says, "Look, I want out." You don't want to trade Dame. You would rather have it be, all right, hey, Dame wanted out, and, and he, he's been so good to this franchise, and uh, we're going to accommodate him. You know, we're, we're, this is going to be a total rebuild. Could you see that happening? Hey, we don't want to be the bad guy here. If you want out, you say you want out, and then we'll accommodate you. And uh, maybe we'll send you to Miami. And then imagine Dame, who loves Bam Adebayo, and, and Bam Adebayo goes, oh, here's – Dame got traded to the Heat? Yeah, and you got traded to Portland. Yes, yes, Bone. I love this concept of a trade from the Portland standpoint because you're getting a player, a sure thing good player, not a sure thing great. I can't imagine Miami would entertain this. It's hard to picture them he, – he's one of their focal points. Not you know Again, he's not an A-plus player, but it's hard to imagine Miami even entertaining this trade because of the status of their franchise right now. Well, they're an undersized team, and if you trade Bam Adebayo, then you really have no front court help here. And he's a good player, and he, you know, by all accounts, a good teammate, uh, accommodating with the media, plays hard both ends of the floor. You don't hear much drama, if any drama. Uh, and he's twenty five under contract. Yes, he. But then, if you're if you're Portland too, right, and say you trade for Bam Adebayo, you're like, yeah. okay, so that's one. Now we still need another person to come in and help, right? But that's at least a start, though. If I'm Dame, I haven't seen any of this. Yeah. Be like, um, who do we got? Hey, we got another lottery pick, and uh, he's 18. He's 19. Dame, Dame can't babysit anymore. And he's coming off a wonderful year, but he's going to be 33. And if you're Portland, you're not going to be winning anytime soon where you can take advantage of Dame still being near his prime. I think if you could say to Dame, you want to go, you let us know where, and we'll try to accommodate you. But we're going to do a total rebuild. Yes, Todd? You would also think that uh, Dame's agent and the Trailblazers uh, as an organization would try to find a way that no one looks like the bad guy. After all these years together, they would have to have some kind of conversation where it looks like a mutual parting so no one feels like, how could you give up Dame? He's our player. And Dame does have to feel like he said, you know what, I had enough of Portland. It's time for me to get a ring somewhere. I thought that's what I just said. That they would like Dame to be the guy. Who well, what I'm that. saying is no one should have to wear the, the bad guy. Well, nobody has to then if Dame says, you know what, you guys want to rebuild and uh, I'm going to go someplace else to help you rebuild. So Fritzy's saying the, the, the team should tweet out and Dame should tweet out simultaneously, mm. I want out of here, it's time for him the to go. exact same time. Like exact same time. Okay. Sync it up. All right. Let's see if it, uh, it's a mutual yeah, party. Uh, mutual. To the, to, the, to the moment. Well, it's like, you know, when a, a marriage breaks up. Or you, uh, you know, coach gets fired. Irreconcilable differences. On a divorce, we should break up. Yeah. Yeah, we decided to part ways. But who, no one ever, someone has to go first. In all these situations, I, I never say, um, we wish him the best. We decided to part ways. Don't wish him the best. You're fired him. That's why I hate these franchises. I think like a soccer coach got fired in MLS the other day. Like, 
We wish him all the best in the future in all his endeavors. Thank him with everything he did for the franchise. Mm-hmm. You fired him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to have a great future ahead of him. If he's going to be so great, then why are you getting yeah. rid of him? Keep him here. He's great. Keep him. Yeah, we'd just rather you move on. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere else. Yes. But Portland's on the clock, it feels like, with the number three pick. Uh, does Charlotte do something? Does They want Brandon Ingram. They don't want Zion Williamson. Isn't that amazing? If I would have said to you a year and a half ago, two years ago, hey, Charlotte could trade for Zion or Brandon Ingram. You'd be like, well, of course you're going to take Zion. No, I think they want the safer safer play in uh, Brandon Ingram, if, if that even happens. So. Brandon Ingram was like this close to being a bust. People were really down on him when he was with Well, the that's, you know, LeBron, I don't, that didn't accommodate those young players. That was part of the problem. Yeah, but they, people were pretty, pretty down on Brandon Ingram. Yeah, but I thought that he could be a, a, like a Kevin Durant light, where you just say, all right, I'm going to plug you in. You're going to get 25 a night. Uh, might be nondescript points, but you're going to be a, a lethal scorer here. And maybe he can still be that. He's a good player. But he's going to be overshadowed in New Orleans as long as Zion is there. Yeah, Paul. Do you see who opted out yesterday? Your guy Kyle Kuzma, 27 oh, years yeah. old. Yeah, but he was only making $13 million for yeah. th- the numbers that he was putting up. Those are pretty good numbers. I guarantee he's going to a big market. No. He's staying in Washington? Yes. Oh, he misses the Lakers and L.A. so badly. With yeah, his but they fashion sense? They don't miss him. No. He will be friendly. He'll take... He needs to get a lot of money and... The Lakers don't have a lot of money to give to bring Kyle Kuzma. They, I, they'd rather bring in Draymond Green than Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma averaged twenty-one and seven with Washington, which is like thirteen and four with a good team. <laughs> pro rates, you got to prorate it. Yeah, somebody has to score on the team. You know, scoring is up, and we look at these guys who are scoring over twenty points a game, and I'm like, it didn't used to be that easy to average twenty a game. Now it feels like if you don't average twenty, you're not a scorer in the NBA. But Kyle Kuzma, I think he'll stay. Hey, after you lost Bradley Beal, you can't afford to lose Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I'll bet you the Knicks overpay for Kyle Kuzma. A team like the Knicks. Oh, look at that guy. He could average 21. Fight of the face? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think Kyle Kuzma goes anywhere. Yeah, probably not. At the end of the day, they want to get paid. Yeah. It's going to be like the Pacers or something. Ooh. 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 Wow. Not that that's nowhere. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Is that going to be one of these markets? You don't want to – don't get that Indianapolis market on us no again, way. Seton. No way. Those those are my people. Yeah. You're going to be saying, hey, lay off Ball State. Stop yeah. making fun of them. Yeah, how many points you even put up against Ball State? <laughs> None. Yeah, that's what I thought. <sighs> the fact that that guy thought I was Dan Dockage. You know, it's like, how many points you score against Ball State when you played at Indiana? I go, I didn't play at Indiana. Uh, I don't say anything negative about Ball State, except for you lost your running back to UCLA. <laughs> Is there nothing else to talk about than ripping Ball State? you got a three-hour show. Day after day, all these shots, I'm sick of it. That's all you do is rip Ball State. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, I what's love the poll that. question we're going to go with? Are we going to go Yeah, we're going to keep Dame? it in Portland. Yeah, no. go with Dame. Okay. Dame, Bam, or the third pick. Okay. You traded away. Yeah. Hello, Koulibaly. <laughs> Where are you getting these names? Love that name. <laughs> these are all real people. Todd sent me a poll question today, and uh, it had to do with uh, the most overrated eves. It's the uh, NBA draft eve, NFL draft eve, Christmas eve, New Year's eve. 
get all excited. We have these countdowns. I know, I know. We're, I know. Everyone's guilty. ESPN loves to count down from like 43 days away from <laughs> the start of the season. They said yesterday like 80 days till the NFL draft, till yeah. the NFL season. Are we really – hold on. I'm not trying to pile on. Are we really comparing NBA draft eve with New Year's Eve? Todd is. Or Christmas Eve? Yeah, Todd. I know. I, know. Well, I thought he was going to put Adam and Eve in here. Okay. Yeah. They're yeah. important, too. They're yeah. actually very important. They started the whole thing here. Yeah. I mean, Eve had one mistake, you know. That we know of. Yeah. What about Eve Plum? <laughs> Jan? I don't know. Sometimes she gets a little... Brady? Brady Bunch? Yeah, she's probably underrated. Why don't we go better, Eve? Instead of uh, overrated, why don't we go... Best Eve? Best Eve. We go... How about we take Eve a break? Eve about... the rapper? Hemp. Ooh. Eve... Uh... Eve uh, Longoria? Hey, nah. <laughs> Does she still have Tony Parker's number eight on her back tattoo? Or nine, I should say. That's why they broke yeah, up. Well, <laughs> she put eight back yeah. there. That's I a love different you. player. I love you. Wait, that's not my number. Gary Neal? Are you serious? <laughs> How, let's take a break. Let's regroup here. Yeah, come on now. Everybody get up now. We'll take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you want to tell me about the summer solstice, Todd? The summer solstice, the two months during the year when the path of the sun in the sky is farthest north in the northern hemisphere or farthest south in the southern hemisphere. And there's some interesting information about the rays of the sun and but, how it affects you, how long the day But you act like you knew this. You looked it up. I did look it up. I had a journal idea what it was, but I wanted the more scientific definition of it. Okay, but I don't want any more nicknames attached to summer solstice. Like Jennifer Capricornati. Yeah, see, I knew, you know I, knew, no, I knew we were going to go down this road, and we don't need to. Not even Jack Hemisphere? You loved him on the Steelers. It's terrible. Jack Hemisphere? It's, it's Jack Hemisphere. Oh, it's Jack Hemisphere. Yeah. Mark Heaton? No, 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 don't. See, this is where it's bad. You give me names out of the 70s and 80s, and it's tired. Jason Daylight. All right. That's current golfer. Uh, the NFL is redoubling its efforts to reinforce the league's gambling policy to players in the wake of a rash of recent violations. So I guess they uh, put out a, a pamphlet or um, like a gambling policy that they, they uh, handed out to all of their players. Here are the key rules of gambling with players in the NFL. Number one, don't bet on the NFL. Wow. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill. Good thing, good thing they told us that. Don't gamble at your team's facility. I guess go outside and then gamble. Uh, don't have somebody bet for you. Don't share team inside information. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. Don't play daily fantasy Football. Do you really need to put this out? I'm guessing that they uh, put this out and then they're just reemphasizing. I'm going to go back to what I said a while ago. The NFL brought in Peyton Manning and maybe Tom Brady to talk about the evils of gambling while being fully in bed with gambling as a league. But I would have had Calvin Ridley, you know, whether it's by Zoom or in person, and talk to the players. Hey, I did this. I bet this amount of money. I got suspended for a year. It cost me $11 million. You know what? That's an example, and I can... This is just language in a pamphlet. That's a guy who actually lost money. I don't need an HR pamphlet. That guy right in front of me, that guy lost $11 million because he did this. Now, nobody thinks they're going to get caught. You don't gamble and you go, man, I might get caught. Oh, you gamble because you don't think you're going to get caught. Or, oh, this is, you know, this is nothing. I'm only betting, you know, $1,500. That's what Calvin Ridley did, and it's not the total. The act is the reason why he got suspended, and he lost $11 million. But they put out a pamphlet, and, of course, number one is don't bet on the NFL. Message sent loud and clear. Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership joining us on the program. Uh, let me start with that. You know, the NFL is trying to reach out to its players, but is there a better way to go about telling them about the evils of gambling? 
Yeah, I honestly thought, Dan, that the Calvin Ridley suspension would have pretty big impact, you know, for to lose a season, to lose the amount of money that he did and the prime of his career. I thought that would kind of make people take a step back and be like, what am I really doing? Um, it's, I think it's really hard for the NFL to get everybody to have no um, interaction with gambling when the NFL as an organization or, or a product has a tremendous impact or a tremendous interaction with gambling. So how do they get it better? Um, I think it's almost impossible, candidly, with, with the with the access that we have to gambling, how easy it is. Um, you and know, no, nobody thinks they're going to get caught, but I would have had Calvin Ridley front and center and said, hey, part of your rehab and coming back to the NFL is you talk to the rookies at this symposium and tell them that you lost $11 million by betting, you know, $1,500. That's how quickly it can happen and go away. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I think that, that, that would be the one moment. Because the NFL, we would have people come speak to us, not even when we were rookies, annually, about all of that stuff, about injuries, and, um, you know, what happens if you get injured and how you can you can um, get player compensation or in so many different different avenues. We would have people come talk to us and remind us about the money that we can make or the money that we're potentially owed or what should we do with the 401k and what should. We, so and I don't know if they did that stuff with the gambling. I've been out of it for a couple of years now, so I don't know. But having Calvin sit there and be like, guys, 11 million dollars. That's more than 99% of you guys are going to make in your career. I lost it in one year. So there's got to be a better way um, for them to do it and for to get the players to really grasp the magnitude of it. But I just think it's impossible to think you're going to get to every single one. What's the number one topic story here in the offseason with the NFL? Yeah, prob- probably still the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. And are they as good as they should be? You know, I, I think that, um, you know, Aaron going to the Jets immediately vaults them into the conversation with the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't know if we've really appreciated how big a deal that is. We're talking about a team that's gone to the AFC title game five years in a row. We're talking – they are a, a pseudo-dynasty. Maybe they're not the New England Patriots for 20 years dynasty – and to think that one 40-year-old quarterback coming to a team immediately puts that team there with the one that's gone to five AFC title games, that's a really big deal. And But do you believe that? Accurate. Do you believe that? Oh, so you believe the Jets are right there on the same level with the Chiefs? I think they are. I think the Buffalo Bills are. Um, obviously, the off-the-field stuff that Buffalo is, is handling, that's that's got to get handled. Um the Bengals are, you know, we got to see their young secondary. Um, and I'd say the second thing is Jordan Love. I mean, I think they're attached. You know, how, how good is Jordan Love? How good is Jordan Love going to be? Because the, the funny thing, Dan, is we only talk about in the NFC. We talk about Philly and San Francisco right now. We'll sprinkle in Detroit. We'll sprinkle in Seattle. What happens if Jordan Love's really good? Well, you're going to the NFC title game two out of the last four years in Green Bay. That's still a really talented football team. But if Jordan Love's really good, they're right there. But you would put Dallas in there as well, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. Dallas is a good football team. Um, I, I don't, I think like the most important person, I, I, Dallas's season in my eyes comes down to two people. Obviously the quarterback. I don't need to tell anybody that. Mozzie Smith, their first round draft pick. If Dallas can't get better at stopping the run on early downs, it doesn't matter how good Micah Parsons is at rushing the passer. It doesn't matter how good Demarcus Lawrence is at rushing the passer because they won't get into those situations consistently enough for it to matter. you got to stop Philly and San Francisco. Both of them excel at running the football. We're talking to Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst. I was wondering about Tom Brady's role with the Raiders. Why would you buy in or become a minority owner or be part of the process but not really be part of the process? He said that he's not going to be involved or, or that involved. He's so competitive. How does Brady be involved but not, you know, hands-on day-to-day? Yeah, I think it's going to be really difficult for him to transition to, you know, just being a person sitting on the back burner, knowing what he's accomplished in his career. Um, there's probably no better world to be in than professional sports ownership right now you know, across any league. You know, it's just blowing up. So that's probably a, the genesis of why he got into it. Why would you not also want Tom involved? Tom has yeah. seen and experienced and accomplished everything in that world. So why would you not? I think it'll be very difficult for him to just sit back and, and watch a franchise make this decision and him go, I wouldn't have done that. And or, or or do do these things or invest into this and be like, no, 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 we're doing it the wrong way. So now he's he's got attachments to the head coach. He's got attachments to the general manager. So uh, may, maybe he will be a little bit more involved in publicly declaring. Um, but I would want Tom involved. But could you imagine he walks by a film session or he walks out on the field and he becomes the best quarterback in camp just <laughs> by walking, walking past Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like... Yeah, and just the frustration, the frustration of being like, how can you not hit that pass, or how could you not see that, or absolutely. Or, or watching Devontae run wide open and him you know, check the ball down to a tailback. Uh, the Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, is is that going to be a package deal? It depends on where. You, you, you know, like, I, I don't see it because I think both of those guys have better places for them to go than um, where they could go together. Like, I, I do think, I've said this, if I was Dallas, why would you not call Dalvin Cook? Well, you're going into a season where your leading tailback just broke his leg right now. We're, we're six months ago, he broke his leg. And we can sit here and, and forecast that three or four months from he still broke his leg last year okay in a pretty bad way you're a team that's won 12 games last two years why would you not have a better kind of plan b um so i think dalvin to miami makes a lot of sense but then you know hop doesn't make a lot of sense in miami he doesn't necessarily fit what they want to do either schematically when it comes to kind of like the version of receiver that they have if i was hop new england makes a ton of sense baltimore makes a ton of sense but those don't make a ton of sense for Dalvin Cook. So I just don't think – I don't see the ideal situation where both of those guys go together. I also don't see how that makes financial sense for either of them. I was also wondering about it. If they did go to the same team, what's the best running back-wide receiver combination in the NFL right now? 
Ooh, good question. Best running back. Well, it would be Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. That that that's the best tailback wide receiver combo in the NFL. Um, what if I put Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, right up there? You know, the 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 thing, the thing that would make those guys a little bit different is Debo's not as good as nor used the same way as Devontae, and Christian's used just differently than Josh. Josh is a traditional pound the rock tailback. We know McCaffrey's just get the ball in his hands type of player, but they're right up there. I think those guys would be kind of 1A, 1B. Um, you know, Tennessee with Derek, they don't have a legit number one yet to to kind of put them into that conversation. Um, yeah. Because th- Dalvin be Cook that- and Justin Jefferson might have been that top combo if they were still in Minnesota. Totally, yeah. totally. They would be right, right into that. They would be right up there with Devontae and Josh Jacobs. And I wonder, is Justin Jefferson going to be the highest non-quarterback in the NFL? Uh, yes. You have to look at. I, I've I have actually said this to Ryan Clark multiple times. Like for eighteen months, I've been. How <laughs> does Minnesota keep him? You know, like how, how does Minnesota keep him without paying him every single penny that he wants? He's a superstar wide receiver. He's as talented as we have in the NFL. He continues to put up numbers. He could very easily be in a different – Minnesota is an awesome place, but there's a, there's other cities that, that are desirable for players to live in. And if you're Justin and you continue to put up these numbers, you're going to have outrageous leverage of I don't want to maybe I don't want to live in Minnesota anymore. I don't want to play in this th- with this quarterback anymore. I, I you know so I think he he will he will be the highest paid non-quarterback absolutely, especially in a past league. Uh if you were Buffalo would you have a retract, retractable roof for a dome stadium? Um I think so. I think Buffalo because of who my quarterback is, I think that they are losing an advantage um, by not allowing weather to play its part, but also allowing weather to play too much of a part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you, because Josh's arm. Go back to the New England game of two years ago. You, he has a distinct advantage that you want weather to play a little bit of a factor because he it doesn't impact him that much. But you also don't want him or your team to be so hindered by having to play and you know two feet of snow type of thing, because then that becomes um, you're not playing to your strength. So Josh is better. Every quarterback is better playing inside. It's easier. But I would have the op- the option if I was Buffalo of let's leave it open and play to our advantage. Let's play. Let's have it closed and make sure that we're at least on an even playing field. Good to talk to you as always, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, bud. Good to see you. Dan Orlovsky of The Mothership. You can catch Dan on NFL Live weekdays at 4 Eastern. Spencer in Texas before we take a break. Hey, Spence, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I, yes, I can, Spence. Hey there. So I had been, uh, I'd heard you say um, that you, uh, well, I guess when they were talking about the Dallas Cowboys and you had mentioned that, uh, you know, we had lost a great running back. And uh, if we should go for Dalvin Cook, yes, I think we should go for Dalvin Cook. But I do think it's a stretch calling Zeke great. Um, His last two and a half seasons to me were mediocre at best, kind of like a third down uh, back, you know, three yards to go. 
Um, however, I'm curious to see what you think about Tony Pollard moving into the starting position. Oh, no, and- I love Tony Pollard. I, I, if, if you've listened to the show, you know I'm not a Zeke Elliott fan. I never would assign him to that second contract. Never. But if you can get him to come back, because Pollard's coming back from a broken leg, I don't know how healthy he's going to be. And would I rather have an insurance policy like Dalvin Cook or a two-headed monster, Dalvin Cook and Tony Pollard? And you have a head coach who has said publicly he wants to run the ball more. Uh, Why not bring in Dalvin Cook and having Pollard there? Then there's, you know, no pressure on Pollard to get back sooner. And I could still, now he might want more carries and be the featured back. I understand that. But you're running a business here. And if I can get Dalvin Cook and he's not going to cost me, you know, maybe it's a three-year deal. Maybe it's, uh, you know, $27 million total or something like that. That's a guy who's gets 1,000 yards, catch the ball, and he's a really good player. Incentivize him. But if you get to 1,200 yards or X number of catches, that's what I would do. Does, you know, would he turn down an opportunity to play for the Cowboys? They want to run the ball. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Our good buddy Joey Votto from the Reds will join us next hour. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis. And together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. He's a six-time All-Star, won the MVP back in 2010. Reds first baseman Joey Votto, Reds Rockies today, 1235 Eastern, 10-game winning streak. How do you not screw up a good thing? Like, you, you get on a streak, so you come back. How, do you, how does the team, like, do you, are you superstitious going into this? Dan, Hello. I, I, uh, I'm a regular now on the show, by the way. I want to be uh, introduced as a regular to the show, Joey Votto, uh, friend of ours, yeah. Joey Votto. Yeah. My pal, Joey Votto. Okay, let me try that again. <laughs> Six-time All-Star, won the MVP back in 2010, Red's first baseman, our good buddy, our pal, and uh, one of us, Joey Votto, joining yeah. us on the program. Yeah, yeah. Joey! Joey! Joey, 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 Joey. Okay. Uh, welcome back, by the way. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, to answer your question, yeah. the first night I performed well, and that helps a lot. Had I come back and, you know, fallen flat on my face and we had lost, I would have heard about it. It would have been, I would have been, I would have been tied to, you know, they would have thought of me like a loser. Like I would have been like, oh, Joey's back. So we start to lose. So I, I, I perform well, thank goodness. And uh, we ended up getting a win. What's the difference, though? Last year, this team loses 100 games. Now you're in first yeah. place. Yeah, uh, Players, we've got, th- we've got three. Uh, I, I'm missing guys. I'm going to miss guys. But we've three position player rookies that are new to the team that are that. A lot of people are asking to be on the all-star team. Now, Spencer do you know Steer. everybody on your team? Um, there's a there's a few guys where <clears throat> I don't know how to spell their first or last names. Okay. And there's a couple guys where I have to handshake hello at the very beginning of the day. Hey, so good to see uh, meet you. <laughs> you know, and we've been on this team together for a bit. And then but, you and you, then you look at the back of their jersey to be like, oh, Dela Dela Cruz, yes, 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 yes. No, I I was in Louisville for the, like the last three months, so I know these guys well. Um, I know, and then all the rest of the guys I've played with for a bit. But it's the young guys. We've got these three. Uh, young position players. We've got another fellow, TJ Friel. Everything about our team is different, and everyone is playing well. You know, I, I 
I was thinking about this last night because I knew that you and I were going to chat and I was thinking about how can I liken, how can I explain what we're doing differently here? And it's like, it's like we went from being a post team in the NBA where they would dump it in to me and I would slow down the offense and, you know, bank a shot or whatever, whatever, uh, to all of a sudden we're a running gun type of team like the Warriors or like the Kings, what have you. And these guys are fast. They're powerful. Uh, they play uh, premium positions. They are the type of ba- baseball that if I were a fan, I would pay to watch. So it, we're so fortunate here. I mean, these guys are absolutely the future of the game. You know, it's small things that stand out to me when it comes to greatness. And watching Dela Cruz, a grounder to third is not a grounder to third. It's an opportunity to beat out a hit. And there are a lot of young players that will coast on something like that. This kid goes full speed. There was a grounder to first that he beat out the other night. Like that, I don't know if you teach it, but man, does he have it. He wants, he wants to, you know, make sure that he gives you every ounce he has. He's, he's a joy to watch, a joy to watch, a joy to play with. And he, he wants to use his speed. He knows that it's part, one of his strengths, but he also knows that people come to watch him run and, uh, I, you know, I watched, I was in Louisville and there was a second baseman that made a tag at second base and he was at third base and the second baseman turned his back and made a tag and he ran home and he was safe at the plate. Like he's going to do some things and you're going to see them on what, you know, highlights and you won't understand how he did it. Couple that with, he has the most power maybe in the game. He's up the, easily up there with judge John Carlo. Really? Shohei. He's. You know, he's 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 everything you could ask for in a prospect, and we're, we have him here in Cincinnati. Where does that power come from? <laughs> I, uh, it comes from, well, I can't say hair because I have power. He's got great hair. I've got no hair, but we both have power. I would say probably he's 21. He probably got no sleep last night. You're probably playing video games all night. Uh, I know, I know that Chipotle was involved. And, you know, he just has it. He He, just has it. He reminds me of Eric Davis a little bit. I don't think uh, Eric's my guy. Eric's my guy. But if Eric had this sort of power, uh, I he's going to hit some balls. We're going to see him at a home. His build, his build, like he's taller. He's taller. Uh, But, yeah, very similar build in terms of slight build, you know, small, smaller sort of uh, wiry build. But. He's just electricity. You know, I, I have to ask his permission uh, uh, what um, uh, nickname I want to give him because there's one I want to share publicly, okay. but I, I, I can't. I have to ask his permission first. So um, it involves extraterrestrials, but I won't I won't go farther than that. So well, I, I'll hold on if you want to get a hold of him and ask him. <laughs> Is he down well, the hall? It involves, it involves UFOs and extraterrestrials. Okay. You okay. Know, and, Okay. Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz. Okay. If you had a race with him and you started at home plate, do you get to second before he gets home? I got a I got a buddy who I had this conversation with about Billy Hamilton, who runs probably as well, maybe not quite as well as Ellie De La Cruz. And he said, if I got drunk and I started at first base at the Rogers Center in Toronto or at Great American Ballpark here because he's from Toronto. If I got drunk and I, Billy, Billy Hamilton started from home all the way to home plate, 
uh, and I started from first, I would beat him, he said. And I said, there's no way. There's no way you could beat him. And he gets all miffed about it. At least with me, if I started at first base, I know Ellie's going to beat me. I would have to get a secondary lead for me to stand any chance of beating him to home play. And he would laugh at me as he chases me down. So, yeah. You would, you might get to second before he rounded the bases and got to home if you started at home plate, both of you. I'd, I'd barely get to third. If he'd, he'd get to, he'd get to home and I'd barely get to third. Oh, okay. You know, I, I, I'm a good player here. Dan, I'm a really good player and you're making me feel like I'm trying out, you know? Well, well you're not known for your speed. Right? Oh, you know, I used to, uh, but used to, but, but used to. Take a pitch off the plate and then get a broken bat single and then get another walk and I'd be one for two with two walks. <laughs> That's pretty Pauly, good. Polly, Polly, uh, give me uh, Joey Votto's stolen bases. Career or single season yeah. high? <laughs> I have the most stolen bases in this clubhouse. As the You're the only one there. See? Math. <laughs> Hashtag math. <laughs> well, Polly, wait. What, what do you? Uh, he, he, can, can, he's got Canadian speed, Dan. He's got 80 career stolen bases and high of 16 in 2010. Yes. Okay. And and, yes. and people haven't been stealing bases. Well, uh, uh, you know, somebody, some of us haven't, some of us don't. Okay. You know? When you go to the plate, you've been rehabbing. You had shoulder surgery. You go up to the plate. You trying to hit a home run? Of course. <laughs> Today, maybe one, possibly two. You can give me a home run today. You can give this audience a home run today. Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. You know, all of us here, you know, it's it'd be it'd be emotional. Okay. Know? It'd be like this. I can promise you right now. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. <laughs> that's not what Babe Ruth said to that little boy in the hospital bed. Ah, that's just, that's, uh, wasn't, who was that actor? Uh, anyways, it, it, you really think he said that? Yes, really I think that? he did. I think oh, I think well, Babe, probably a little uh, hungover, said, "Ah, I got to hit a home run for you, kid." Yeah, all right. He probably did. He probably did. He probably yeah. did. I noticed the uh, walk-up songs. Have they changed as you've gotten older? Yeah, and you know, I think I being more serious. I think more about the grandparents and the kids <laughs> and the grandkids that come to the games. No, I think about like not disrespecting them with some of the questionable language. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Tell me, some... tell me if these are truth hurts by Lizzo. Yes. You use that one. I think so. I don't, I don't remember, but the truth does hurt sometimes, Dan. Uh, Lucifer by Jay-Z. Yes. The black or the berry by Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Humble by Kendrick Lamar. You have to stay humble. Murder, She Wrote. Great show in the 80s. Yes, it was. She was hot. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's not appropriate. Okay. Uh, Work to Do by the Isley Brothers. No, I don't think so, but maybe. I, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe. I don't remember. Paint It Black by the Stones. Yes. Now, why yeah, would you do you. Paint It Black when that's for a pitcher? Uh, no, it starts off by saying, I see a red door and I want to paint it black. So if there's one, if there's one song that people drive me crazy about walking back out to again, it's that one because everybody breaks into applause afterwards when that <laughs> kicks in and, uh, it just, it's a good song, but it's not for me. Yeah. Because pitchers paint it black. Yeah. You don't, you don't want like, you know, someone like Clayton Kershaw to paint it black. 
a Hall of Famer. Yeah. 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 Who's the pitcher you're going to tell your kids about, grandkids about? You're like, yep, yeah, faced him. Clayton Kershaw's pretty clearly one of them. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's the new Koufax of the Dodgers. Okay. Uh, but describe that when you know, I, he could tell you he's thrown the breaking ball probably, right? Uh, no, 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 no. That's not how it works with me. No, no, no. Uh, you can't tell me, you can't, I'm competitive. I'm, I'm not going to go up there and like, uh, uh, punt the at bat just because Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I've homered off of him and I've called homers against him. He's more, more or less. A, what do you mean you know, called homers? Uh, we were both rookies and I told the third baseman on their team I was going to homer <laughs> in the next at bat. And he said, You do realize who's pitching, right? And I homer in the next, next at bat. And he goes, You mother, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, Clayton's more, more or less dominated me, dominated me, and almost all hitters during our career. So, uh, during my career, excuse me. So, um, but Clayton's probably the one. Mariano Rivera, Ooh. at Old Yankee Stadium, I homered off of Mike Mussina in my first at bat. There is the last time my late father got to see me play. He was, you know, in the stands. I homered. He watched the whole series, and I really wanted to face Mariano Rivera before the series was over. And I happened to face him, I believe in my last at bat before we left, you know, old Yankee stadium, what an experience Jeter and the Yankees, what an experience you could feel the ghosts. And then I get to face Mariano who was basically getting an inning in. Well, I decided, you know, I, I'm going to you know, choke up and like catch the cutter out front. And it went and it just kept coming, kept coming. I ended up check swinging grounder to third base. A rod picked it up. I was safe at first, that's back when I had roughly Ellie De La Cruz speed. Okay, now like the- <laughs> that's probably I'm probably out by eight, maybe twelve feet. So, yeah. Uh, so he is promising at least one home run today for the audience. At least one. At, at least one. <laughs> is this live? Yes, it is. Oh no! So I have to come through. Oh no, Dan! <laughs> yes, you, you have oh. you have an hour before first pitch. Oh, my goodness. I have to come through. Well, make sure that you bury this if okay. it doesn't come through. Laud me. Praise me. I should be trending on Twitter if I get home right today. <laughs> Are you staying oh. around to pass Larry Walker on the all-time Canadian hit list? Staying around. Um, <laughs> Do you want to play? Thanks. Do you want to continue to play? See, I didn't bring up Hall of Fame this time. No, no, no. And I've been. We're not doing that anymore. We're not doing that. It's I'm clearly not one. It's over. Why are we even talking about exactly? It? So, we're not going to bring that up. Um, I, I don't think. By about the, the way, hits, if I'll, you get in the Hall of Fame, I'm, I'm going to the ceremony. Come on, Dan. I, I promise. A friend of the show sort of rule. Yes. Is that did you go to Reggie's? Yeah. If, I, if I don't have anything going on in 10 <laughs> years from now. I well, will, if I'm still alive, I will be uh, there. I'll pay for your ticket on Spirit or Frontier, <laughs> last row, last row, but it'll be a window seat. You're going to hear that. me applauding. You're going to hear me. Wait. Yeah. I'm going to, okay. yeah. I'm going to say Wait. that the Wayne Gretzky of baseball. No, don't disrespect Wayne like that. I'm a fine <laughs> player. I'm no Wayne Gretzky. Wayne's the greatest maybe athlete of the last 25 years, not named Jordan. Is so. Gretzky nicer than you? God, it's forty-five years for Gretzky. Gretzky, you're pretty. You're not. pretty. Of, you're a pretty nice guy. Most, most of us are behind the scenes. This is all an act. <laughs> this is absolutely an act. Most of us behind the scenes are 
not friendly people. We're, 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 how can we be friendly and compete? You know, it's, uh, okay. and more importantly, we're stars and we make all the money <laughs> and people want our autograph. After a while, it's like, no one's our equal sort of thing. Okay. So, no, I'm not nice behind the scenes. Okay, fair enough. He guarantees at least one home run. Do not talk to him about its Hall of Fame. He has deceptive speed. He's not hanging around to pass Larry Walker. Yeah. Anything else? No. And friend no, of the no, show. No. And friend of the show. I I missed I missed uh, when I had my surgery last year. It was about ten months ago. And I should have before. reached out. I should have reached out when you were having surgery. It's okay. I appreciate the flowers. But before the surgery, I thought, it's going to be a while before I'm on Dan's show. And I wonder what color hoodie he's going to wear. Turns out he picked the lucky lime, uh, Wednesday green. Like lime green. So, yeah. Thank oh, you. Marv, thank you. Marv, do we have our Friday song queued up? Do we have that? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Do we have the song we play on Friday when we close up shot? Todd Rundgren, do we have that? Because I do have a walk-up song for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about this uh, low-key, low-key uh, Sports Illustrated cover? No, I, right I here. saw that. That's very How hot. Marv, uh-huh. do you have it? Okay. Here is your walk-up song. Crank it up now. Ladies and gentlemen, first baseman, Joey Votto. Don't call him a Hall of Famer. He doesn't want to talk about it. Deceptive speed. Uh, He's old. Here we go. What are you thinking? Well, the audio on my end is not so good, but I'll pretend like I loved it. So I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. I swear, I would love to do that. I would it's, love to okay, work. Okay, it, it's Todd Rundgren. Uh-huh. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. Ladies Noted. and gentlemen, first baseman, Joey Votto. Votto. And on that note, I got a Rundgren. <laughs> okay, all right, you got to get ready for a couple of home runs. Thank you, Joey. Take care. See That's you. That's Joey Votto. He's a nice guy on TV, but not in real life. I got a Rundgren. <laughs> all right. He's something. Nailed it. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, thank you to the Cincinnati Reds for helping us with that. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.